Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 49th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I am so grateful for your emails. Uh, Many of you have messaged or emailed me about how helpful these episodes have been. So if you have found this podcast helpful, would you do me a favor and go to iTunes and give me a five-star review, and that way other moms will be able to find my podcast. Now, I'm really excited about today. We are going to talk about how to help your teen figure out what's next after high school. So I bet y'all are going to be interested in this episode. So are there any moms out there that have teens who have no idea what they want to do after high school? And I'm sure a lot of you don't. A lot of you can relate to that. So what I frequently see is that any questions about the future with your teen or even trying to talk about anything related to the future causes drama. And especially those big decisions like, what am I going to do after high school? It can stir up a lot of anxiety and therefore it can lead to a lot of drama for both teens and parents. So today we are in for a treat. I'm going to interview Emma Perez, who is a coach and mentor and helps teens and young adults make decisions for their lives after high school. She's the founder of LifeQuest that helps guide teens through self-discovery, career exploration, and vision creating. This leads young people to a future that allows them to live thriving and fulfilling lives. Emma is also the author of What's the Point of School? Ed Transformation, A Matter of Life and Death. So welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Um, so let's just start off with this. So what what led you to help these young people discover what's next for them, and why did you create LifeQuest? Yeah, that's a great question. So I went through a career change myself, and shortly after that, I started working in admissions at a university. And then that led to doing college and career coaching in high schools. I actually had a workshop that I took to high schools all across my state, working with hundreds of teachers and tens of thousands of teens. And I realized that I wanted to give more to teens than what they were getting in school. So that's when I started working as a mentor directly with teens Uh, to help them figure out what they want, to dig a little bit deeper into just how to get into a good school, but what do you want for your life? What is your own personal definition of success? How do you make decisions that are in alignment with who you are um, and what you want out of life? And so we create that together, and then the college decision is an easier one to make. Okay, that's great. All right, so here's the million-dollar question that parents have. Mm -hmm. So yes. how can parents help their teens figure out what's next after high school? Yes, that is the million-dollar question, especially when you have a teen that just every time you try to talk with them about the topic, they either respond with, I don't know, I don't know, or they just want to be left alone, or they just don't want to talk about it. It can be really frustrating for a parent because you just want 
the best for them and you want them to be happy and they won't even talk to you about it. So um, the first thing that I want you to keep in mind, and, and Colleen, you kind of mentioned it earlier, this is a really big decision, right? This is probably one of the biggest transitions that they're facing in their, that they've ever had to face in their life. It's probably the biggest decision that they've ever had to make. And they've got all of these adults around them constantly saying, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And the truth is they're answering you. They're saying, I don't know. They just don't know, right? Because in school with, with guidance counselors, they're talking about college with them. Here's how you fill out an application. And here are the classes you need to take and the grades you need to have and blah, blah, blah. But how do you make a decision about um, career, about degree program when you've had no true career exploration? And how do you make a decision about which occupations to pursue when you've had no true self-discovery? And maybe you don't even know what you're really good at, what your skills are. So some kids will know, right, because um, our school system is, is designed to teach certain types of subjects and to certain types of learning styles. And so if your kid falls into that category, they're probably fine. But if they have a different kind of intelligence or learning style, if they have different interests, then they might feel very, very lost. If they've not had a chance to explore what they're good at in school, they're going to feel very, very lost. So how do they make a decision about college when they have no idea what they want? So first of all, just keep that in mind. It's very overwhelming and it's very scary. And so they are coping with this stress with avoidance. Okay. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. The next thing is then, well, how do we help them? Okay. And the first step is to give them a chance to really kind of explore who they are and what their values are. This is something that we just don't talk about enough in schools or in society. What is it that you value? What is it that you uh, prioritize in life? Um, because this is your decision-making framework, right? When you can state what you value and what you prioritize, then the decisions that you make for, for every big transition or big decision in your life become a little bit easier because you'll be able to see if it's in alignment with who you are and what you want out of life. Yeah, that that's really good because a lot of times the questions we're asking are more like, are you studying? Are you doing your grades? Or your, where do you want to go to college? We're not asking them about values. So can you give me an example of what, um, what teens would say about that, like what you've heard when you ask them about values? Yeah, so I'll, I, I take teens through a number of different activities. Um, so one of them might be, what are you curious about? Okay, so you can just say, what, what are you curious about? Um, what are, is there anything that you go, hmm, I want to look that up. I want to Google that. And what you can do is you can write down all of the different things that they find they're curious about, and you can start to look for patterns. So you can start to see if, well, I really like talking with people or learning about different cultures. So you start looking for patterns. So you do it that way. And it's different for every single person. Um, so that's a good way to start. That's one of the activities that I, I take kids through. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So you, I kind of derailed you. 
So when you're, (laughs) so when you're, okay. So in terms of what parents can do, um, Mm -hmm. you're talking about the values. What else can they do? Mm -hmm. So another thing to keep in mind is that asking somebody what they want is probably, that's probably one of the hardest questions to answer. But a much easier question to answer is what don't you want? For, for some reason, we know we can say, well, I don't want that. I don't want this. And you can often come up with a, a nice long list of what you don't want. I don't want to live in the city or I don't want to live in the country. Um, I don't want a job where I sit behind a desk or I don't want a job that makes me travel all the time. So you can start with what you don't want, and that will often start to point you in the direction of what you do want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm curious because what I see is I see, uh, I mean, I talk to a lot of kids in my private practice, a lot of teens, and they, they have so much anxiety about um, like choosing the right Mm, the mm-hmm. right uh, thing to pursue, and if like if they don't choose the one right thing, then their whole life is ruined. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so this is an, another thing that that I do with teens. We we talk about um, dimension seeing, which is what I like to call it. So you want to imagine that you can see into multiple dimensions. And, um, with each one, you've taken a different path and what would it look like? How would it play out? And one of the main reasons why I do this is because I want kids to see that there doesn't have to be just one path, right? There are multiple paths. So if you, if you think of life kind of like, um, I like analogies, so I'll use the analogy of GPS. Okay. So you put in an end destination and you'll see it gives you multiple paths that you can take. And you can choose a more scenic route. You can choose a more direct route. And you make a choice. Just pick one. It's all going to take you to the same direction, right? Uh, Or to the the same destination. And then sometimes even as you're on that path, things change. You know, sometimes GPS will take you around bad traffic. Or maybe you decide to to, um, add another stop and pick up someone along the way that sort of thing. Um, and sometimes as life happens and circumstances change, um, you want to take a different path or maybe you even want to create a new end destination and that's okay. So we can relieve a lot of stress when we let them know that there doesn't have to be just one path. And you can even look into, um, maybe people that they admire, um, who have done multiple things. I mean, even if you look into, let's say, uh, A-list celebrities, actors, there are many of them out there that have additional businesses or, or charities or additional things that they do. So there doesn't have to be just one. You can have multiple interests, and that's okay. Great. That's great. So I'm thinking about, you know, yeah, that a lot of teens will say things like, I don't know which like you're exactly right, that avoidance. So it seems like the first step is just kind of getting rid of that anxiety and the stress so they can Mm -hmm. get curious. Mm -hmm. It seems like that would be kind of foundational in what you do. Yes, yes. Getting rid of the stress. And there are all kinds of techniques that we can use to kind of relieve some of the stress and some of the anxiety. Um, 
things like mindfulness. That's a, that's a great way, breathing techniques. Um, and these are great for every member of the family to practice. They're great for parents to demonstrate to their kids as well as teach to their kids. And that will kind of start to calm you down and get them into a different headspace for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so another question, I guess, so what else can parents do with their teens? Yeah. So, um, another thing to keep in mind and, and Colleen, you can probably speak to this a lot is that at this developmental stage for teens, it is only natural for them to start to pull away a little bit. Um, they want some independence, right? And so this is why we get a lot of pushback sometimes from our teens. This is why you can say something to your teen that is exactly the same thing someone else has said, but they'll hear it from that other person before they'll hear it from you, which is really only natural. Um, so um, that's not always the case, but it, when it is the case, it can be really frustrating. But this is why having um, a mentor um, another adult in their life can be really beneficial because there's a chance. I mean, it depends on the dynamic of the family, but there's a chance that that they'll hear things and they'll open up just because the, it's coming from a different voice. So, um, so doesn't it require like years of experiencing life to figure out what you want? Yeah, that's a good question, too. I've, I've heard a lot of parents say, for example, I, I heard one parent say, well, it took me years and years to figure out what I wanted to do. And so, you know, sometimes you just got to have a few years under your belt. You got to have some experience um, before you can really know what you want. And, you know, that that is certainly one way to do it. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people think that it is the only way to do it because maybe that's the only way that they know. Um, and so I'm going to use an analogy because I love analogies. Um, let's say you have a math problem to solve. Okay. And so you ask one teacher, how do I solve this problem? They might say to you, well, you just got to wing it. You just got to figure it out. Um, eventually with trial and error, you'll find the formula. And once you have the formula, you can then plug in, uh, the, you know, the, the problem to the formula and find your solution. Another teacher might say to you, oh, here's the formula. <laughs> All you have to do is plug it in and you'll have the solution. So winging it is certainly one way to do it. And you can hope that you come upon what you want sooner rather than later. But there are things out there that you can do. There are formulas that you can use to start to find what you want. And like I said before, yes, circumstances change. But once you have the formula, once you've been through the process of self-discovery and career exploration and things like that, then as your circumstances change, as you have that new math problem, you just plug it into the same formula and you're good to go. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So can we talk about um, preparing kids for the jobs of the future? Yes. Yes, let's do that. This is something that I love to talk about. Um, so one of the things, just to give you context, one of the things you want to think about is that we are actually in a digital industrial revolution right now. We're in the midst of it. And it is actually changing much more quickly than the industrial revolution of the previous millennium. So for example, if you think back to just 10 years ago, 
If someone said to you, kids in school today are going to go on to have jobs in social media management, 10 years ago, would you have even known what they were talking about? <laughs> or 15 years ago, right? That's how quickly things are changing. And so the kids in school right now are going to have jobs that don't even exist yet. Okay? So right now we have a system that educates people to go on to have jobs, to be employees. They're, they're doing job preparation, okay? But how do you do that when you don't even know what the job is going to be, right? So we need to be preparing them for the workforce, for the economy that they are going to be a part of, not the current one, not a past one, okay? Now, a buzzword that I hear all the time about jobs of the future is automation, all right? And a lot of times when I hear people talk about automation, I hear fear. And the first thing that I want to say about it is, is this. With every new piece of technology that's created, there are new jobs that go along with it. So yes, a piece of technology may replace a job, but it's going to create other jobs. So if you are fixed in your um, skill sets and abilities and the job that you do, then automation will be very scary. But if you are adaptable, if you're able to change and learn new things and know what your transferable skills are, then you can go with the flow as things change. Okay. So as technology grows, another thing that I want you to keep in mind is that technology and humans work together like a dance, right? So the machine may be able to do lots of fancy things, but the human is leading the dance, okay? So I don't want you to be afraid of automation and technology, but what we've got to do is we've got to nurture those things that, that are different than what a machine can do. So a machine can, do, can analyze facts and, and things like that, and our school system teaches very knowledge-based, factual things, but we need to spend more time focusing on things that machines can't do, right? We need to be um, teaching skills and character traits like, like grit and empathy. And we need to be exploring the things that kids can use, all of their different knowledge and facts, and bring them together in one place. So sports, music, art so that they can connect the dots between lots of different facts and create new concepts and new ideas. That's what's going to be really important when we move into the future. So more than just mere job preparation, we need to be um, teaching them to be problem solvers. When you ask employers what they want, they say they want creative, innovative thinkers. And as of right now, our education system is not really designed to do that. So we need to nurture these other things. And incidentally, when you do that, not only are you preparing them for the jobs of the future, but you're also kind of preparing them for life, right? Allowing them to get to know themselves well, well know what their values are, how to work with other people, how to be in relationship with other people, whether that's a personal one or a professional one. So it really... Um, you know, all of these things work together to not only prepare them for work, but also prepare them for their life. Okay. So I love what you're saying. And if, if I was a parent, um, I would be wondering like, how, 
how could we get started now? And my, my kid is a, a sophomore, junior in high school. What can I do in terms of preparing them? It's a good question. Um, I mentioned earlier giving them the chance to kind of explore their curiosities and, and start to see if there are some patterns there. What you can then do is take that and, and help them find jobs now while they're in school. So they can start doing jobs that are along those lines of, of, of you know, their curiosity patterns. And then also volunteering is a great way because not only um, do they have a sense of, you know, my work is making a difference. They're also connecting with other people and starting their own little, um, you know, network uh, of other professionals and other volunteers. And it's also a great way to build um, some compassion and empathy and things like grit that'll get them started along in their path. And also another thing, don't forget, especially if they do get a job, to start talking about money with them, start talking about finances with them, because this is something that you know, as you know, money is, is something that we interact with on a daily basis, yet it's not taught in schools at all. And the decision for college is actually a major financial decision. And so giving them um, a framework or sense of, of how to handle money and how to make plans for their finances is another great thing for them to have as they start their adulthood. That's great. So, one thing that you, you were bringing up about helping kids make decisions after high school, you know, like a lot of parents just think college, that's it. Right. Are there any times mm -hmm. that you, you recommend other things? Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is something that's really individual to each student, but, but kids can get kind of swept up in the current of going to college because that's what's what's focused on in school. Um, but there are other options, you know, there's, there's tech school, there's, um, working, there's military, uh, gap year. I often talk with parents about, well, should my kid take a gap year or not? Um, there's, uh, one line of thought that is if my, if my kid doesn't go to college right away, they're, they're never going to go. Um, and some will say, well, they need a little bit more time in the world before they're ready for that or before they know what they want. And again, I think it really depends on the individual, but um, what I recommend for gap year is make it intentional, right? Make it an intentional gap year so that they're not just um, sort of getting a, a job and just kind of existing, but that they actually are given the chance to try out lots of different jobs and lots of different volunteer opportunities, and they have the time to do some self discovery and figure out what they want for their lives. If it's very intentional, then they'll have a very clear plan, um, after a gap as to which direction they want to go. And another thing that I wanted to add just really quickly back to like the tech schools and things like that, I don't want people to forget about trades because, um, this is a workforce that most of the people who work trades are baby boomers who are retiring. So there's about to be a lot of work in that field, a lot of open jobs. Um, you know, I know some people have a concern about, well, how much money can they really make? But it just kind of depends on what you do. I mean, some of them do very well. And especially if you're business minded and you start your own business, you can do very well. And these are jobs that are not going anywhere anytime soon. And they're very needed. So 
um, these are, there are more opportunities that you can think of as well. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's really true. One of the things that I talk about, um, with parents about, about the future, which is kind of what, what we're talking about right now is figuring out what's the best next step. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that is just jumping straight to the state university. Um, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it is in terms of taking a gap year. And I love what you said about being intentional because it Mm -hmm. does give them an opportunity to explore their interest or like we talked about getting a job or volunteering in a field they're interested in. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the important thing is really is in terms of the best next step is that your teen feels like they're growing and expanding and moving forward. It's when, if they get a just, you know, I think they just need to work and they get a job and they don't feel like they're expanding or moving forward, that can be, I mean, detrimental to the teen. So Uh I think they need to have that challenge. Sometimes Uh that moving forward, like you said, is like learning how to balance um, and be in charge of money and understanding that. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I love the idea of just giving them permission to be curious about a lot of different possibilities in their life and get experience. Mm -hmm. And I I love what Mm -hmm. you say about the problem solving part. Um, yeah, because a lot of schools just, it's a lot of memorization or, Mm -hmm. which kind of leads me to, you wrote a book Mm -hmm. with, with a very interesting title. Yes. (laughs) Um, It's kind of a provocative title called What's the Point of School? Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Well, the reason I titled it What's the Point of School is because uh, in the book, I'm actually taking a look at, okay, so what are we trying to accomplish with our education system as we know it? All right. What's what, what is the goal of it? What are we trying to do? And so when you look at, there's a little bit of history in there, like how did school as we know it, this compulsory paid for by taxation, um, education, how did it come to be? Why is it designed and structured the way that it is? So there's a little bit of history there. Um, and what you'll find out is that it was designed for, uh, the previous industrial revolution and the design has remained the same since, which is just so crazy to me. I mean, what else do we know that has the same design from its inception over a hundred years later? (laughs) Right. So, uh, I look at sort of how it came to be, why it came to be, um, and how it's just not really working for us anymore. We don't have the same economy that we did back then. And so why is the structure the same as it is? And what's really interesting is, is when you say, okay, well, if it's not working for us anymore, what's the new design? Well, when you have something that has remained the same for as long as it has, it can be really hard to kind of figure out a new way to do it. If you had to start with the first telephone it stayed the same for a hundred years or more. And then you say, okay, we need to design the iPhone 10. Like, how do you jump from that? Right? So we need to completely reframe our thinking about education. And I think that starts with saying, okay, well, what should the purpose of our schools be? What should we attempt to accomplish by educating our kids in this way? 
And so that's what I talk about. I talk, I suggest what a new goal for our education system could be and what it could potentially start to look like with that new goal. So that's what it's about. It's, it's all about what the point of school is. Okay. Awesome. So like who is your kind of ideal client that you work with? Uh, teens and young adults really. So, um, I uh, intended to, to start out working mostly with teens since, since that's who I'd worked with in the past, but I often find families, you know, a lot of families have more than one kid. And so, um, I have young adults coming to me saying the, the path I chose isn't really quite working out for me yet. And I don't know where to go or what to do. And that is, you know, we forget to think about transferable skills and we forget to think about all of the things that we're interested in. And so when we focus on just the one, kind of like we were talking about, about before, it can be really scary to shift to something new. So, um, yeah, so I work with kids who have no idea what they want to do. I have worked with young people who thought they knew what they wanted to do um, and are starting to question that now. Um, so, yeah, teens and young adults. Awesome. All right, so we're kind of winding down. Um, do you have one last big piece of advice um, for parents or something that they could tell their teens? So the big piece of advice that I have for parents is um, I know it can feel very stressful this this time and trying to get your kid ready for life and, and things like that. But um, if you are stressed about it, your kids are going to feel that. And it's going to um, just kind of up the level of their stress and anxiety as well. So if you can kind of check your emotion around it, check the energy that you bring to it, it can be very helpful to, to kind of bring, calm the energy down so that they can get into a headspace that is a little bit more creative. And keep in mind, there is time. There is time. You know, we don't have to expect kids to know exactly what the one job is that they're going to do for the rest of their lives when they turn 18. So there is time to explore um, and to learn uh, about life and to figure it out. That is such good advice, such good advice, because as a mom myself, I know you just you can just go to the worst case scenario. And you're right. Your Mm -hmm. teens pick that up really quickly. So I love that. So um, now do you have um, any? Let's see. How, how can people contact you? Do you have any kind of a free offer that you can give them? Yeah. So to get you started on this process, I do have a journaling challenge for self-discovery. Um, so I think you're going to have the link, but it's emmabperez.com backslash journaling. And it is a one month journaling challenge for self-discovery. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. So I guess they can find you um, at emmabperez.com, and I will definitely put that in show notes. Um, But for Uh people who are just listening, that's um, emma, E-M-M-A-B-P-E-R-E-Z.com. And it looks like that you, you give free consultations. Is that true? I do, yes. I give free consultations. You'll see on the website there is a tab for Life Quest, so you can go in there and you can click on the button to speak with me if you want to talk more about it, or if you just want to talk with 
uh, me a little bit more about your family. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This has been really helpful. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly e-zine. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.